my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It it really is. (laughs) What's up? I'm Laura Carrenti. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back to Adlandia. Hey, everybody. So recently, Laura, myself, and Cam, our producer, our producer, were down in uh, Key Biscayne, Florida, for the Washington Post Next conference. We did a live recording, and um, we had a great conversation with some folks there. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting to be front and center with Emilio Garcia Ruiz, who is their managing editor, and Jed Hartman, who is their chief revenue officer, and get the difference in opinion on things like. KPIs and the tension that exists between brand experience um, for readers. And technology, what they're doing to really kind of push the industry forward and think differently about uh, new products. So, yeah, we had a great time. So thank you, Washington Post, for hosting us. And furnishing Probably one of the best spicy margaritas I think we've had on the show. Yeah, we definitely got through the second round of the crowd. I think they were very, very excited. I have to say, yeah, <laughs> Emilio definitely hit the second one quickly. Yeah. 
So this week in Atlantia, um, coming back off my visit down to one of, if not my favorite town outside of the tri-state, Austin, Texas. I have to say something about Austin. I was like totally skeptical of Austin. And then I went down like a couple years ago to visit friends and I went to the Alamo Alamo Draft House, fried pickles, get them, watch a movie, crunch, crunch. It's the best thing in Texas. Underrated. So I didn't have time to get to the Alamo Draft House, but I did spend quite a bit of time downtown, South by Southwest 2017. And one of the the big winners I saw, and, and another reason why I think brands continue or need to continue to show up at these sort of conferences, Exposés, whatever you want to call them. Like the big events, yeah. Right. Is because it gives people, both in the industry and from a consumer standpoint, a chance to touch the brand. I love this. In a way that isn't always accessible through day-to-day interaction. I also think, to that point, and when we were talking about this when you were down there, I had this moment where I was like, so many brands actually, if they go down or if they're at an event like South By, they actually have the opportunity to strike out and do something different than they would in their full like marketing media right. mix, right? It's a chance to experiment, for it's sure. Ch- and, and, and truly innovate. I remember because I was, we were. It's, yeah. it's funny you said so because I was talking to a couple of clients down there, and it's funny. It's like if there's ever a place to test whether it's tech, art, science, data, like Austin is the place at South by in particular where all of those things intersect. So it's like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, what do you have to lose? I agree with that, so, and I, and and I love the idea that you're talking about. It was like it's tangible. Yeah, and you can touch it. And so I'll give you a, a list of some of the things that caught my eye and, and some of the things that I heard um, at the JW Marriott that were some fan favorites. So American Gods is a show on stars, did this enormous bull. Like you could not miss this it was shit. A ball? It was a huge bull. B U L L. It was a bull. And it was a show stopping and arresting um experience. Whereas Prison ba- Prison Break um did this escape room that I actually didn't have a chance to go through, but a lot of my colleagues did and said it was such a unique experience. You felt like you actually got in and around the brand and felt like you were actually on the set, which I think is That's another cool. way to give people a different perspective. One that I did get a chance to see, um, which is right around the corner from a place I actually used to bartend, so I know the street very well they know you um, too they know me well was um breaking bads los pollos hermanos I love, set I love. and actually two of the actors john carlo esposito and bob odenkirk or odenkirk, odenkirk i'm gonna mess that up thank you actually came by and again it's it's this really cool way to and, and also it has such just low-key casual kickback vibe and i think it gives you a chance to see you know the celebrities getting into it but in again a very non-hollywood glamorous way it's like it's storytelling because like three years ago Mm -hmm. right it was like lines around the corner oh there's still lines celebrities everywhere but it felt like it was more plugged in like more amped and almost like to a point where it got Overamped. Yeah, and now I feel like we're over the cliff, right? Like some of the foam has come down on mm-hmm. the beer, and like it's, 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 it's a good drink. It. Well, I think that the stars of South by were actually different this year. It was a very politically charged South by. Um, so Cecile Richards, the president of Planned Parenthood, was down there talking a lot about how tech stands with Planned Parenthood, which I thought was really you took interesting. A picture with her, I did take a picture with her. You can see it on her Instagram. I liked it. at Atlantia Podcast. Joe Biden gave a huge talk down there relative to healthcare about cancer. Answer. Um, and I would say the star of the show, and I'm not biased because I am a resident from New Jersey, um, was Cory Booker. He had a keynote. From what I understand, there was overspill. that Standing room only? Didn't even have an overspill room or overflow, I should say. You're not talking about me and my jeans. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think it, it was interesting to see um, a political leader come. And obviously, we've talked about politics quite a bit on our show. But all of these worlds are really starting to blur. I was just going to say, issues, causes, blending now with tech. And I wonder, yep. my question to you was tech as responsive, like the tech crowd as responsive to the politicians, the people like the NGOs, those types of people who showed up. Well, these organizations know that they need them, right? They they need advancements in tech to help scale their causes. But it's always been that way. I also and think also like conversation. Now, tech has a, now tech has to get closer to D.C., the Beltway, right? Yeah. In, a, in, a, in a way that they never have. This is a great kind of place for them to me. Um, one of the other things that was really cool uh, was podcasting had a presence, I think, for woot, the first woot. time. Um, and I there think were... they're still talking, though, about advertising. I mean, they're general, which isn't a bad thing, right? I mean, it's, like, it's early it's days say, for the it's end. Early, right. It's early days. It's to say, listen, brands need to start experimenting with podcasting now because it's an easy way in, mm-hmm. right? In branded content, in, sure, in advertising, just straight up advertising. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But to get to a really comfortable place where you say, wait a second, what's my brand's value in audio, in these conversational interfaces? When our lives become so programmed, right? Right. We tell our Alexa to only order Tide, right? I'm not even kidding. So if you're getting there, it's getting there. You say, I mean, this is the simple example, right? You say, only order Tide. I don't want to hear about any other laundry detergent definitely and I, and I think again it's it's early days um, but it was just really uh, exciting to see so many great podcasters um, and people in the podcast uh, industry down at South by that was a new one um, I'll tell you what my favorite one of my favorite consumer things of South by was accessories of course um, everything old is new again is something that I feel like I've said on the last two shows, but pins like straight up yeah. old school buttons and pins. They've been like pop. They've been getting really popular. Total nineties nostalgia. But the, my favorite thing I came home with was a custom jean jacket that I designed with the ladies of soul cycle. Um, so it was total badass, like skull and crossbones, jean jacket, Levi's. Hello. I mean, I so had heart. It was like, it was, no, it was so, it was not that kind of skull and cross. It was, it was the soul cycle version. Um, and they had these three young women who were, um, artists. seamstress artists and they were hand sewing and stitching these jackets. What? Um, so the back of my jacket, if you see a girl walking around Did Union Square, yeah, better say Adlandia. you know, it, I thought about it. Maybe that'll be the next one. It says "savage" and in yellow <laughs> letters with some cactus uh, patches. So sense, Anyhow, it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you who the losers were really quickly. The weather. The weather sucked, and the weather totally brings down the vibe in Austin because you just want to be outside and walking around. And, and it really it does. Rained, yeah. Which leads to my next big loser: car service apps. So Uber and Lyft, for those who don't know. Is not, not in Austin. Austin. Yeah. Um, so they had these two that were, I feel like, jockeying for like the star of South by from a car service standpoint, Fasten and Fair. And both of them were failing miserably in the rain. Um, and then the last big loser were these panels that feel like a redundancy. Sea of sameness. Oh, the panel. No, speaking panels. Speaking panels. Which is something that you and I have talked about a ton. I would definitely challenge the industry a bit to, to reimagine putting four people up on stools that are definitely look so uncomfortable. I mean, you need some, like, like, I mean, at the end of the day, you need someone to have some point of view on something that they've done, and you need some experience, right? And a well, reason, I think it's like teaching reason, how this applies to me in the audience. Well, reason for being there. I mean, right. for me, what I would love to see is, like, a redo, a different take on the format. 
Let's Agreed. just redo a different take on the format. Agreed. I don't have an answer. I don't know. We could think about this, though. We could think about it. So I think that uh, all in all, you had a good time in South By. You didn't have my fried pickles at the Alamo, but that's okay. You go down there again because you're a hook'em girl. I am. A, I am a longhorn. Yeah. Hook'em. Anyway. We're going to roll into our um, live record that we did with the Washington Post at the Washington Post next conference in Key Biscayne. We'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Shit is about to get so real. (laughs) So I'm Laura Carrenti. I'm Alexa Kristen. And this is Atlandia. So we're super excited to have two industry veterans join us today. Emilio Garcia Ruiz, who is the managing editor of the Washington Post. And Jed Hartman, the CRO of the Washington Post. So obviously the industry um, guys has been talking a lot about your breaking tagline democracy dies in the darkness, although Emilio, after last night, we're convinced that the darkness also brings out the best of democracy after we saw you on the dance floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to shake um, it? <laughs> but we're, we are um, obviously, like everybody here uh, with us today at the Washington Post Next Conference, enamored with the courage and the bravery it took for a 130-year brand to come out with a tagline. And Alexa and I really just want to know, why, why now? now? So why now is, uh, has nothing to do with Donald Trump, although the timing seems uh, to be that way. We began working on a tagline branding thing uh, a couple years ago. And newspaper or publishers, I should say, are terrible at that sort of thing. We're just not very good at marketing. We don't like doing it. And uh, it took us a very long time. We had consultants come in. We had meeting after meeting after meeting. Jed was a part of the process. And we were sort of kind of stuck. And eventually we got to this point where Jeff, 
uh, in conversations with Bob Woodward, uh, the famed journalist, came back with this democracy dies in darkness thing. And, you know, newsrooms in general are very cynical places. So that, as you can imagine, the first reaction was, oh, my God, really? What, what else are you going to come up with? But as it, time went on, we all sort of grew closer to it. We looked at a lot of alternatives uh, and nothing quite fit. And finally, we settled on uh, what we settled on that came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, Alexa and I have been talking a lot over the last few days since we've been down here in in Miami just about, obviously, the news cycle and what um, it's brought to the surface, which is the credibility of journalism. Um, What we find interesting is this kind of tension between scale um, versus quality. Is it truly a race to the bottom? Or is there this more important time now than ever to kind of separate yourselves from the pack and start thinking about how you come to the market from a quality standpoint? Are, are you speaking about a marketer coming from a quality standpoint or a publisher? A, pub- publisher. a publisher. Publisher. But then how do marketers how do marketers spot you right quickly right. doing that? And how do they engage with you doing that? Sure. So I think it, it depends on what a marketer's true goals are with their real KPI and not... Superficial KPI, click through. Those are all superficial KPI. No marketers, unless you're an ad tech company, make money on click through. You make money on something else, right? So it depends on your real KPI. To really leverage Washington Post or other publishers, it's to understand what is the audience engaging with? What are they on their own organically? And how does that intersect with a marketer's objectives? And do you look for a sweet spot in there and then you capitalize it on it, which seems so easy. However, it can be very difficult for a marketer sometimes to leave a core message to get closer to what the publisher is organically engaging their audience with. So it's looking for that, and it's the onus is on us to find that, and the onus is on the marketer to look for that. To want it. To, 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 want, like, to want yeah. that. And it... it both of those things are challenges. We have yeah. to find the right intersection, but the market has to say, I want that intersection. I don't want this just us talking about ourselves to people who may or may not want to hear that. I want to find where it intersects. So the focus on technology with Washington Post, the focus on new products with the Washington Post, has that made it easier to get to that engagement metric? Absolutely. 100%. And how so? I mean, For many years, advertising has been about the marriage of art and science. You could look at holding companies, websites. It, it has I to be I would argue, both. though, that there are I many new news uh, publishers that would say they're leading for scale because they're relying on tech. We were having this really interesting conversation about the fact that you're tied to this rich legacy of investigative journalism that was born out of the Beltway. Um, now you've been able to use technology to help scale. I actually is, think that's not even giving you enough credit. So I, th- this Laura, is where I think you're not even giving us enough credit. <laughs> no, so no, like I, I, this, this is the show, right? This is what we do. But like, I actually think that you've thought about journalism and technology together first. It's what's the experience, right? Yeah, I think I think you got to go to the evolution of this, right? And my team is tired of me hearing me say this, but for years on one side of the spectrum, you had the the traditional publishers, the Post, the Times, the Wall Street Journal, LA Times, or over here, and then you had the disruptors come in, right? The Huffington Post, BuzzFeeds, people like that. And so we existed in these sort of parallel universes for a while until we began to learn from them the audience acquisition techniques that work. So how do you make sure your headlines work on Facebook, your Google search terms are right? And all of a sudden, we saw our audiences grow. They, on the other hand, decided, 
well, wait a minute, we need to do more quality. We can't just be only about scale. So they began hiring newsrooms. BuzzFeed has a, uh, a pretty large newsroom now. And there is this meeting in the middle that is going to happen uh, and that is happening now. And I think that's what you're seeing. So the reason, the reason we're coming at it from a content point is that that's where we started on the road. Then we learned the techniques. We added the great technology. And we are now sort of ready to rumble. On the other side, what you have is people who are just now learning the journalism. And you've seen with like the problem BuzzFeed had with the, uh, uh, with the document they chose to make public, journalism's hard. It's just as hard as the technology and the audience acquisition parts were. Uh, but Which they are lowing and they are growing. The Trump dossier. The, right. yeah. yeah, when they did the Trump dossier, they made it public. And, and that was the first time you really saw BuzzFeed take big time heat for a journalistic decision, right? So there is a meeting in the middle. We're getting closer and closer. And here comes the mother of all battles to see who survives. And I don't think everybody's going to be able to survive. Uh, I think it's the people that have the best. audience acquisition techniques, the best content, and the best technology who are going to succeed. And I think that's why Jeff believes we're so well positioned right now, because of the three, uh, we think uh, we're the best. Final point is if you go back to October, (laughs) drop, drop, you go back to October and you look at what happened, right? This huge story was going on in the country. The election was going nuts. uh, And here we are, the the traditional publishers. And if you look at Comscore for October, what happened, right? The traditional publishers, the disrupted, actually kicked the ass of the disruptors. You had us, CNN and The Times leading Comscore, BuzzFeed and HuffBo below. What happened? What happened was the story became so important and so big that that's what you had to have, and we just had it better. Alexa and I did some homework um, between last night and this morning just about going, bring this back to the IP. So your partnership with Storied Media Group, can you talk about like IP and now how it's more important because of technology? So for years, uh, if you worked in a newsroom, uh, you had this experience. We would write a story, and then a the phone would ring, and it would be somebody claiming to be a, pub, a uh, producer in Hollywood. And they would say, I saw your story on X. Uh, I would like to buy that story. And we all would go, okay, you're going to buy the story. We already wrote the story. Why do you want to buy the story? And then they would say, no, no, we want to do the rights to the story. We want to we make a movie or make a TV show out of that. And we're like, oh, okay, what are you going to give us? And, you know, they'd say $4, and we'd say, uh, okay, we'll take $4. Uh, and that was it. And off they went. And maybe it got made, maybe it didn't. Maybe they reached out to the reporter, maybe they didn't. It just sort of happens. Uh, there was a guy, smarter than me, uh, unfortunately, in Hollywood who had been an agent for a long time who said, wait, 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 every day publishers are creating this unbelievable amount of content. I'm going to hire a bunch of people who are going to sit in my office and they're going to go through all of the publisher's content. They're going to take that content, they're going to put it into a giant database, and they're going to make the database uh, based on different uh, types of stories. So a uh, story about a single woman overcoming long odds, story of troubled family, story of refugees, story of whatever. And they're going to create this sort of giant matrix of all the content being created in, in the country. And they're going to flip it and they're going to say to Hollywood, hey, you need an idea for something. Come on in. Do you think and, the brands have a right to play in that with you? Uh, do they have a right to play in it with us? I think they do have a right. I think... I think the reason I'm up here, and the reason I come to this yeah. event, is that we need to explore this, right? We need to open this dialogue. Uh, so we now have this companies representing us in Hollywood. 
uh, and they are going to sell our um, our stuff. We talked earlier about the butler. The butler was a story that ran in the Washington Post that a producer read that made that phone call. And next thing you know, it, it became a, a movie that I think Oprah did, right? She produced yep. it, her folks. So this happens all the time. So what else can we do with our IP so that we do more than just the one article? Let's try to redefine it and let's make it far more effective. Sharpen, sharpen the sword so that we can hit a specific audience. You all can do the same thing with your with your branded content, right? Instead of trying to put out the piece that will appeal to the most people, think about it in terms of, I'm going to create it this way to appeal to these people, this way to appeal to those people, and then put it where they are. And if you do those two things, that's going to be our strategy going forward. I think you'll find a big audience. But how do brands then come to you and say, I don't want to just do branded content? I don't just want to sponsor something. I want to partner with you in a different way. I don't just want to like, blast I my wanna, ads on. on I want to go co-produce. What does that look like in this new world where IP is focused? It's, it's very difficult, uh, and and there is a line between the newsroom and advertising, and the line is very simple. We make our decisions based on journalistic reasons, not financial reasons. So once you get a a marketer into that conversation, it can become very tricky. Is it impossible? No. Uh, we've seen a lot of things in the past few years that work fine, satisfying both sides of the wall, but you do have to be careful. And we need brands and marketers and agencies to be respectful of the fact that this is what we do. And this is the single most important thing in our industry is the fact that we make decisions based on journalism. If that were to falter, if we were seen as making decisions based for financial reasons and doing stories because a marketer wants us to do it, our industry is gone in five minutes. What if a brand said, listen, I feel like I have IP, you have IP, let's combine, let's go create a product together. So we've tried a couple different things uh, in that space. Uh, we like, we love it in the hardware space. So if you are a technology company that that is building hardware, we'd love to be able to take your hardware and then use it for journalistic purposes and tell a really cool story. Uh, we had a very long, drawn out conversation uh, with a major uh, hardware producer last year, about ten months about actually taking uh, something that they were uh, building, uh, taking it to the space station for journalistic reasons and being able to tell a story that way. That didn't happen, didn't quite work out, but I think there are partnership opportunities where it can work, but we got to be very careful. I'm in 100% agreement, and I've evolved a lot on this. Um, I've pushed many editors hard on not to say a nice thing about a client, but it, but, and this is years ago. Uh, not certainly recently, but on topics. Like, doesn't it make sense to cover this topic? I have a market that wants to sponsor it. Even that is dangerous. And, and uh, I would never think to try to influence in any way anything that the Washington Post is going to do from a journalistic perspective. They, I, I sell ads next to their stuff. I mean, I don't, that's why you have a brand studio. Yeah. Right? And that's why, exactly, have a brand studio. And very importantly, it has to be transparent of where the content is coming from. Yep. It needs to be labeled clearly what it is. So this drives but, us. But nuts. I also think the But you gotta be you gotta remember there's a one point of information. The biggest complaint we get in the newsroom is when we do not label stories correctly uh, as opinion or analysis. This drives readers nuts. And we might think that a label is a UX negative. I think it, it actually is a UX signal that is helpful. Agree. We got to have There has it, to be right? a distinction. But there the has way, to be a distinction. Yeah, you just said but, it drives you crazy. No, but no, I, no, I think, no, because, because the focus isn't, <laughs> here's this thing, it drives her crazy because that's all there is. 
right? People are coming to the table and still saying, I want a 300 by 250 with a label, right? Right, and it'll have this, this badge The conversation this is that you asked about UX yesterday, which I thought was the smart, and we just talked about this, which is such a smart com- question. And the answer back to you was, Washington Post, we need you to lead the way. Right. Right? We need you to tell us what's available. How do we do this? So I think we need to redefine the paradigm, right? We haven't changed the fundamental framework of the article page since 1998, when the web first started. That's right? what I think that's, is that's awful what we're to talking clarify. About, yeah. so, so we have not made that change. But it is a very difficult thing for us to change in the newsroom because I can't, I, and we've, we have these conversations where somebody in our newsroom will go to Jed and say, you know what, man, this article really looks great without any ads on it. Can we just take the ads off, take the, take the banner off, and it would look really cool? And Jed will say, well, you can't do that. That, you know, we, we need that revenue. So my people get frustrated. He gets frustrated about the question. You know, we, we missed an amazing opportunity with the iPad, in my opinion. That was where we all should have said, you know what, stop the shit. Let's come up with an entirely new way of doing this. Let's not make it feel like an interruption. Let's create a whole new flow. And I think we blew it. I, I but think there's, the I think there's more opportunities now. I, I, there's plenty of opportunity, and that's yeah. what Jared's team is developing with many of the new ad units that are options for marketers that lend to UX, that are light, fast, and, and uh, uh, capture attention. However, if for some reason, if a 300 by 250, if an agency and a marketer want to invest money in it because it works for their business, You're not saying I'm no. not going to tell them not to. Now, there is a pro- an inherent problem with the creation of, of digital advertising. It's the only medium that was really built on the fractional ad, first of all. That's where, right. That's right. Where every other medium, a 30-second spot gets the exact same palette that the directors of the show gets, sure. right? Yeah. A magazine, everyone gets the same, the editor, the advertiser get the same thing. But at the advent of the internet, the, the editors take all the good stuff and what they don't want, they toss the advertiser and that's how ads were created and, and that's a problem. What a lot of the issue is is what sits with inside that 300 by 250. What you do with it. And what you yeah. do with it and how marketers can work with publishers to understand platform by platform, technology by technology, how they can take the best of what they have to bring to an audience with the the needs and the desires of the people coming to the post and create time spent. But this is such a critical conversation to have now because of the distributed platform. That's issue, right. right. So totally we can right. create a great experience. We've solved, let's say we solved the problem on WashingtonPost.com. That's great. But when then I send out that article to Apple News, to Facebook Instant, to Google AMP, all those ads get stripped away, and we're starting the game all over again. You know, we had a great conversation with Apple News. Uh, we were we were creating these beautiful projects, and then we were sending them to Apple News, and they just looked like shit. So we went to them, and we said, <laughs> "Look, look at look at what you're producing, and look at what we're producing." And we expected them to push back. We expected them to say, "You know, we don't really care. We just want the feed of content. We know better than you." Apple News said, "You know what? Come to Cupertino." Come to Cupertino, sit down with our designers, and let's try to solve this problem. These are the conversations we have to have with the Facebook. You know, Facebook Instant is great. It's fast, it's fast, it's fast. It's fast because the only thing they're loading is the article. They're not loading ad units. They're not doing all the other stuff that actually slows the page down. That's not solving the problem. When, when you're starting... Garçon? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Are we filling up glasses here or not? Well, I don't want to ban <laughs> Thank you. Look at this Jesus service. Look at this. Joseph, takes so damn long. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Please don't let that happen again. 
Could employee I get some, evaluation season. That's going to go on everybody's idea? list. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're long, if you're starting a business from scratch, you don't have certain legacy ties. There's a newspaper company inside legacy digital companies, and it's called the 300 by 250, right? It's a declining legacy medium that you can watch, you can look at these enormous digital companies that have been around for a long time. They're doing great in native, social, programmatic, but their business is declining. Why? Because they have this legacy business within, inside them. And it makes, it does make it hard. You can't just shut it down. You don't want to. You want no, the you money. Can't. So what you, that, again, that's what you, you try to improve those units. You try to you, you try to educate your marketing partners. But that's a two way conversation. Yeah, that's, I, I think a lot say, of people don't say, us. "Oh, yeah. Laura, Alexa, you you hate programmatic. You hate te- you know these." It, it, we don't have an issue with efficiency. We don't have. There are certain brands who need scale. They need to get into certain places and certain mindsets and certain certain behaviors quickly. But how we utilize that space has to change. I, but it's also agree. we have to ask you cur- cur- for we, something else. You, it's it's on yeah. both Thank of us. You. So, yeah. Thank you. Are, can we say that again? No, we you do. Have we to have to ask, ask for, for something else. else. And I will tell you that some of the best ideas that we have done with you guys was we came to the table. Right. We said, no RFP. We know what you're good at, right? We have respect for who you are. How can we build something together? Together. That's it. Period. It was truly that. And then we would sit in a room for hours and just... Grind it out. Grind. I mean, just bang on it. I agree with everything you guys are saying. It, it, it has to be a, a partnership. The important thing is that the brand recognizes that we know the audience well, and we're going to make recommendations so your content performs best. And that can be very hard when it, if a brand wants to stick to a certain type of content. And that's what they're, they're, they're very close to that content, but we're saying that's not gonna, that may not resonate. And then, and then there's a KPI to hit. So I'd love, this is my challenge to, to the both of you is to come to the next meeting we have. And instead of it being a deck about your comm score and reach numbers, the different verticals you have, et cetera, tell me what your audience needs and why I can help that conversation. Right? I'll come with that. You guys come with the yes. I.O. Done. We're getting head nods. <laughs> Forever the salesman. So we do. We but you do have, have to say no. You have to say no when they when when people are asking you for 300 by 250. That doesn't say going. no to I.O.s. No. But, I, I, well, you here's say a, no but. Here's, Listen to this. Here's what we do say no. No and. I, it's, yes, that's true. I, I want the I.O. And and, <laughs> and the the space is the client space. The, the space, I can recommend. I can say this will work better. But if the client wants to run something as long as it's not offensive. I think all clients want to know what problems we can solve for our audiences. It, it, they want to stand a, out There's too. efficiencies like at the end of the day. I agree, but, right? but if the more you understand the audience and what their needs are, the better you're going to stand out. You're very forward-thinking. Forward yeah. Let me ask you one thing. Yeah. What is most important to you guys? Is it having the splash and making the impact or respecting the time and the needs of maybe the person who didn't want to buy a car today? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, think we should this, ask yeah, them. We can, I love I to mean, get like, I wanna, a lot of brand like, marketers in the, well, in the audience. We can answer, but I, I want to hear from any someone brand, else. Anybody that has an opinion on that? I think the obvious answer is we want to respect. We, we want to respect the reader. We want to respect um, your editorial relationship with those folks, but we want to track what is eventually happening with that person. So, no, we don't want to have this big disruptive experience. Every smart marketer in the world wants to get away from that, yeah. right? And to respect what you guys are doing with them. But we need to find a way to understand what really is happening. That's how right. are we connecting with them? If you're saying we're not making an instant sales, how are we successful there? That's where we really could use you guys to work with. I us. think that, so I would sum that up as attribution, right? Like we can't, we actually, so digital is trackable, 
digital is traceable. But you ask any brand marketer and you say, did this really move the ROI, right? Did it move the needle for you? They're going to hem and haw and say, well, we did this, we did this, and we found this causal relationship. Am I right? Digital is trackable, yes, and that is a great thing about digital, and it's a poor thing about digital. There was a, you know, I wanted a Porsche when I was 15. It meant something to me. I wanted it. I had no money, and I had no driver's license. Two things you need. The ideal customer. Right. <laughs> 30 years Your clank is so important to them. Give 30, more. There, there was no such thing as the internet back then. Oh, uh, 30 years later, you got your I got one. Yeah. I used one, but I got one. Go follow my clickstream. It's just not happening. There has to be a comfort that some waste is okay to develop brand, and not everything has to be targeted work down the funnel. There has to be some comfort. The old saying, I know half my advertising works, I just don't know what hat. So I actually, when I talk to partners, I don't say... I have to, I do say, okay, how are we attributing some of this stuff? How are we looking at it? But I put the onus on me to think about completely different metrics to what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying to you, what I think is really interesting is a new conversation with publisher and brand to say, think about it maybe like this. And we'll see. Come with us. We are, right? We're open to that conversation. Our article next project, we will go anywhere. We'll go on the road. You know, Joey travels well. <laughs> Only if you've margaritas. Uh, to Cancun, <laughs> to Miami. Right. It'll have to be a nice place. Uh, but I, I, I do think, though, that the, the frustration, too, is the one-off solution. So we'll see a solution that you guys come up with or people in this room who are really creative come up with, and we're like, God, this is really cool. And then we don't see anything like that again for months. So maybe I put a challenge out to the marketer side of this and the agency side of this because also we run generally, generalizing, on campaign cycles. That's why we're fair weather. When you say I saw it, it was great, and then I never saw it again. That's right. Right? We're, we're doing so maybe we have to okay. change the conversation. We, it's about building audience over time. Right, and having a right? consistent relationship. And having a consistent relationship. So I think, I mean, I take that on for all of us but marketers. But if, if you came up with a, with a great ad unit and a great idea that ran in a campaign, are, are the other people allowed just to steal that idea and copy it and do it themselves? I hope they do if it works. Yeah, I hope yeah. they do. I agree with that. So rarely do we let you have the last word, but, but we we're will. going to. Um, this is what we call the last tweet. tweet. Uh, how has technology change your career personally for better or for worse? Okay. Let me answer that one. Uh, it's without a doubt changed it for the better because it's so exciting and so fun. Um, it's ever-changing, and there's an unlimited amount of possibilities that you can create with it. And so I think because of that, you can only be excited about technology and as it relates to digital. Um, as opposed to, to analog. Yep. Um, what I would also say is that... It's only 140 characters. I know, I was just going to say. Well, you can, you can edit it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the, the other thing I would say in my next tweet would be... <laughs> you, you, All right, Donald, go ahead. You, 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 <laughs> holy shit. I and I Amazing. alone can fix this. Right. No, uh, what, what, I would say is that, <laughs> what I would say is that if you feel your new school and you're thinking today, it, it's sort of a blank slate tomorrow. It doesn't mean your new school tomorrow, right? So every day, you, you, that's right. you, have, to dis, you have to keep learning uh, because that's just true. So you can feel like, wow, I'm ahead of the curve right now. You can wake up tomorrow, 
and be so far behind. Don't and, stop, and, get it, get it. You could have just said that. <laughs> Don't stop, get it, get With it. With a fire sign and 100 yeah. after it. There you go. Hashtag what's up. <laughs> Emilio, how about you? Hashtag what's up. Uh, so uh, what we do is we tell stories. So I'm a storyteller. Technology is the paint. Uh, it's the ink. It's the pencil. Uh, it's, it's how we tell the story. And because the more it evolves and the more you embrace the evolution, the more colors you have to paint with. Uh, it's really that simple. Thank you, Picasso. I like your palette. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody, thank you thank for you joining so much, us in Atlanta. Atlanta. We hope you had fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Awesome. So that was spicy. Spicy. Third episode. Last question. Who runs the world? Girls. Girls. So... Atlandia, I have something really special that I've been working on. We're talking about industry events. I'm actually working on one with the ladies of SheRunsIt.org. Who runs it? She She runs it. To put on one of the hottest lineups I've seen in quite a long time, featuring women in marketing and advertising, talk about everything from communications to experiential data and definitely women's content. Check out the lineup on SheRunsIt.org. Tickets available now. We'll see you out there on March 29th. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. But anyhow, here we are, episode three. Make sure you subscribe, download, and definitely follow us on Atlandia Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. As always, we'd like to thank our family at Panoply, Cameron Drews, Laura Mayer, Andy Bowers, and our secret EP, Matt Turk. Thanks for joining us this week in Atlandia. We'll be back in two Tuesdays with an all-new episode. Talk soon. Bye. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.